You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets. If you could do that, that would be sweet. So hit us up out there uh, on Twitter at TNWPod. Uh, go to Instagram and hit us up there at uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. Uh, we are on Facebook at uh, Talking Wrestling backslash or Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. Uh, we are also uh, on Spotify, so uh, check us out there on Spotify. Uh, follow the show. Follow me, Casey Corbin. I have four albums. Check those out as well while you're on Spotify. Uh, if you're on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, help the show grow. Obviously, that all helps us out and. Uh, and, you know, and uh, we were there. We we're on iTunes. So check us out there. Uh, we're on Apple Music. Uh, we are on uh, everywhere where uh, popular Spotify, I mean popular podcasts can be found. Um, also, if uh, you want to send us a, an email or a Gmail, uh, send it to a Gmail account at uh, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. So, folks, with that said, we got a great episode for you today. Thank you for joining us. And right now, joining me, joining you, joining us is my good old buddy, all more than six feet away. Please welcome Reese Turner. Yeah, buddy. How are you? I am great. I am great. It's uh it's been a great uh it's been a great time in wrestling despite not being a great time in wrestling. Like uh unfortunately last last week when we went off the air, pretty much yeah. right when we went off the air almost immediately. Twenty people got laid off from the WWE and then on top of that, uh Canadian wrestling legend slash more in Canada, he's more looked at as a football legend, but he's also a wrestling legend. Uh, Angelo King Kong Mosca passed away, yeah. um, and uh, and that was that was kind of sad for me because uh, the the first wrestling show I ever saw, he was the, in the main event, and he no showed, but um, <laughs> he, he he did send out his son. Uh, Angelo Mosco Jr. Angelo Mosca Jr., who I don't know if it was his real son or not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, this guy wrestled at his as his son, so and was PWI Rookie of the Year. But he he was a good wrestler to see. And then uh, years later, when I was in college, uh, my friend, uh, a friend of the family. Used to be the, like the top morning man in country radio in uh, okay. in Ottawa, and yeah. he used to host a Friday luncheon uh, that was called the Hot Seat at the Canada Sports Club. 
and uh, the hot seat every week. The hot seat. Yeah, he would have an athlete or a a news reporter or somebody involved in sports, and he would interview them after the Friday lunch. So you go get your lunch, and then you'd eat the lunch, and as you were – you, the 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 guests got their lunch first, so they got to eat first. Yeah. So then, yeah. while everybody had their lunch, they were basically eating lunch and listening to an, a live interview with cool. uh, with whomever. So one time it was Angelo Mosca and uh, the host of the the radio show and the the hot seat was a family friend of ours. So we used to go out every now and again. But this one time, Angelo Mosca was there, and I was very excited because. I wanted to talk wrestling with him. And I, like, I wanted to call him out for no show in that show, baby. <laughs> I did. I did mention it. And, uh, <laughs> but I also said, uh, you know, I was like, I was like, so I was like, uh, we're eating lunch and we're, I'm at the head table with him and, and Mark and my brother and me. There's four of us. And, uh, as we're eating, I said, Hey, Angelo, uh, did you hear that Bob Backlund is uh, is making a comeback and he's back in wrestling? And he's like, ah, I'm I'm not here to talk about wrestling. I'm here to talk about my football career. And then I was like, oh no, I have so much to ask you about wrestling. Like, I wanted to ask him because there's the famous picture of Angelo Mosca where he is the referee. Uh, of Ric Flair versus Harley Race in the steel cage. And he's holding Ric Flair up on his shirt, on his shoulders, and he's got a Pro Wrestling Illustrated shirt on. I want to ask him about that moment. How did he become the ref? And, and you know, like, I wanted to ask him yeah. so many questions about his wrestling career, and he fucking snapped at me, uh, which is very typical because what? he did snap at people. Ask Joe Cap, who he pulled out a cane and went after the guy. Years ago, anyways. Yeah, I remember that. But then he did he get popped right in the mouth too? He did. He got knocked off the. He got knocked off his chair and fell off the uh, podium. Yeah, all you gotta do is stand. All you gotta do if you're being bullied by a <laughs> septuagenarian Angelo Mosca was to punch him right in his old ass mouth. I just wanted to know how he felt about Bob Backlund, and I wanted to know <laughs> if it was really his son, and I wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> why he said he's just a fucking d-bag Ugh. you know what he's a great guy he's a legend he's from hamilton hamilton has a has a habit for putting out great wrestlers like iron mike sharp uh k9 who we just learned about on the dark side of uh, the ring yeah. uh as well as the missing link is also from hamilton those are uh, that's a that's a good handful of wrestlers that are from Hamilton right there. Yeah, let's not forget we got we got some contemporaries out there. You know, you've got all ego Ethan Page. Oh, another Ham and his tights are represent Hamilton. He walk rocks the uh, yellow and the black. There you know you the Ticats. Uh, all ego baby. And and hey, out at C four, that is where Cody Rhodes met MJF for the first time. And uh, they kept in touch ever since. And then MJF would not be where he was if it wasn't for Hamilton, Ontario people. And C4 Bing. Wrestling. Um, I think it's called C4. Or maybe C4 is in uh, Ottawa. That's, C4 is in Ottawa. Oh, basically. fuck. What's it called in uh, Hamilton, the wrestling out there? Uh, 
Uh, I don't know, fucking uh, Steel Town Slam City. I that, don't know. <laughs> actually, that sounds that sounds. We're gonna go with that. Steel Town Slam City is a great. great yeah, <laughs> Steel Town Slam Town City boy. So, Keith Lee, how how long does like? Okay, so the so the the NXT people only have to wait thirty days before they can show up in NXT or, or AEW or Impact or wherever they may if go. If they do, wherever they go. Um. But Keith Lee is going to have to – Keith Lee, we won't see until February because he's got to wait those 90 days. So um, Keith Lee is definitely – I think that's kind of shitty. Like, yo, if they lay you – if they're firing you, yeah. how can you tell me that I can't work for anybody else for 90 days after you fire me? How you – how – you fired me, bitch. Yeah, but I can do whatever I want. I could go dunk my nuts. If they're paying you those 90 days, you can't do it. And they're probably well, that's, paying No, because they – well, listen. Where I come from, what happened to them is called unlawful termination. See, like, in Canada, they can't just fire you without cause. Well, not you know? necessarily. But, not necessarily. No, no, no. Nia yeah, Jax just... was fired because she's not vaccinated. If she's not vaccinated – they have no use for her because they can't fly her anywhere. They can't have her in a stadium. They can't. That's one. That's but that's one person out of the seventy-eight people. That no, oh, this, since last year. Okay, but but the five of the recent twenty were unvaxxed wrestlers. So, cool. uh, well, Nia Jax is the one they singled out specifically because she's a very apparently she has been very vocal about not getting, not being Nia Jaxed. I mean, not being Nia vaxxed. That's what I wanted nice. to say. I fucked up my own joke. Um, yeah, but you got it the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, second time, second time. So, so yeah, so Nia vaxxed was Nia unvaxxed, and now she's Nia unemployed. So yeah. the great news is, um, you know, the, the Rock is starting the XFL up, and he's looking for mascots. Um, I love Nia Jax. Nah, please. What about my hole? My hole. Yeah, talk dirty to me, girl. What is that? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. They fucking booked her like shit. Listen, she's a big, beautiful woman. You know, best. I would like to get a rope, a harness, and climb that lady. Look, she it. is phenomenal. Nia Jax. Phenomenal. I'm Not just, a great worker, look but it. god dang, I like You're it. putting Nia Jax in the same category as AJ Styles. They they both can't be phenomenal because, because um, no. Uh, no, yeah. and, and I yeah. don't, and, uh, and, and about Nia, uh, the best thing she's ever done was bust open Becky Lynch's nose. So, that was pretty good, too. That, Sock that potato farmer right in the face, baby. And that was all a mistake. Fuck, even her, yeah, her, her hair's red, she bleeds red, what is that all about? Um, so what Keith, is that all about? She's her potatoes, she says her vitamin milk, I don't know. But Keith Lee has to be, he, he's like, fuck, I just got all this Bearcat shit done. You know, he's like. Bearcat, boom, boom, that's the name of this song. Nobody in America gets that, boom, which is funny because I think of it all the time. Boom. Do the bear cat. David Wilcox is his name. He's on. Look it up, baby. It's called the bear cat. There's an actual song about it. Um, Yeah. Oh, he didn't come out to that song. Is a fucking travesty, man. He didn't research the character enough. He didn't really care. Um, But but he will. Keith Keith Lee will show up in AEW. He's. the cream of the crop, so to say. Yeah. Karrion Cross 
He's carrying that cross back to Toronto, I guess. Uh, him and Scarlett are yeah, both yeah. on the way back. Um, yeah, they got their walking papers. Yeah, which is so weird because they just like they they were like they made Cross into a monster in NXT, yeah. and then they brought him up. They made him like to this is what Vince wants, and then Vince is like, no, I want a gladiator. And then he gets him all the gladiator <laughs> outfit, and he puts. Nope, him... I want a gladiator. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, the next thing you know, gone. Like, why would you bring back Eva Marie and just, just to fire her? Well, actually, maybe they would bring her back just to fire her again because they don't like her. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's just like so many names on this list. Uh, I hope a lot of these names don't get discouraged. The indies, everything is happening. Everything is growing. Wrestling is coming back. Yeah. Just be patient. I think it's in a much healthier place than when a lot of these people got into the WWE too. So, and now that they've been there, like their their stock is higher. You know, oh yeah. It's, so, well, that's you know, good for them. Hey, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Ryback or somebody that said, "Oh my my indie my indie uh, fee is this much," and he has not been booked. At all, I'm oh, trying to Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, yeah, yeah. nobody's booking Braun Strowman. Like, what, what was it? Was that ten grand an appearance or something? It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, find me an indie promotion that can pull like a ten grand payday. Yeah, they're pulling in two hundred people at a show, and yeah, you think you want... you're going to get ten grand? Yeah, bring some merch, you big dummy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to stand there and have to talk to people. You know. Yuck. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. I do it all the time after shows. You know, when I perform comedy, I stand at the back like I'm a fucking priest at the end of church. You know, I I, uh, I want to make as many fans as I can. So I'll, I'll meet and greet and kiss babies and shake hands. Not anymore now with COVID. You just sort of air shake and fist bump and elbow touch and boob grab. You know, all those things uh, <laughs> are still acceptable. Well, you can't shake hands. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, but hey, not only that, yeah, this, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we are, right now, we are in the 25th anniversary okay. of the Montreal Screwjob Survivor Series. Uh-oh. 25 years ago today, they were in Cornwall doing the second Raw, 25 years ago yesterday, they were in Ottawa. And 25 years ago, the day before, was the Montreal Screwjob on November 9th. Jesus Christ. And it's 25 years, and it's still talked about today as much as it was 25 years ago when it happened. Yeah, yeah. Brett screwed Brett. What? (laughs) What are you talking about, Brett screwed Brett? That's he can't screw it if he's in on it. Um, oh! <laughs> I like I to get fucking, honestly. Yeah, I remember when that shit happened live. Were you in Montreal at the time? It. Were you there? No. no oh, where were you? Years ago. No, I know, but I was in. I was in Ontario. Okay. I was in just outside of Toronto. Uh, I was a young lad just outside of Toronto in the suburbs of Toronto, being like this. What the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Did he just spit on Vince McMahon? Is he putting WCW? What is happening? And it blew my little boy mind. 
And then sure as shit, he shows up, WCW. And I was like, this, my God, Hitman. And I already liked WCW. So for me, it was like this. Oh, yeah. We get to see cool Hitman. And then Goldberg kicked his goddamn head out. Yeah, that happened a little later, though. But, yeah, but I know, you know, but he didn't, you know, he got hurt. His knee was, yeah, I don't know, he didn't have that great. Uh, uh, he he did some stuff, but not as much as I would have liked in WCW because, you know, it was WCW. In the, he ended, in, he ended prematurely. And, yeah, um, good old Brett. Good old you know, Brett. But I, uh, I love Bret Hart. He's my I, favorite. I love, he's my favorite. I, I, uh, I spent the week watching off the record. From uh, TSN with Michael Landsberg. Yeah, Michael Landsberg. And What's he doing? I don't know. Fuck him. I got bumped from that show three times. Anyway, let's get uh, <laughs> let's book him on here, baby. <laughs> Yo, Michael, come talk. He uh, so uh, the only person I know that got on Jocko Alston got on and was on with Trish Stratus uh, before she was famous, and uh, Ben Miner got on an episode, but Ben was like what? trying to burn. Michael Landsberg, every time he got, like, every little chance he got, it was like, okay, I'll give you that one. You know, like, I don't know why Ben was trying to burn him so much, but, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. But, but anyways, I was bumped three times from the show. But regardless, Bret Hart was on, and it was, like, the Friday before or the Thursday before uh, the Survivor Series. So okay. he would talk about stuff but not really talk about stuff. Like, he was, like... My contract's up, um, you know. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, and then he said, um, he goes, "I'm in talks with, and in reviews with both companies." He's like, "I have it's not decided where I'm gonna go yet." Uh, and then like, and he goes, he goes, but on, he goes, uh, but on the weekend, he's like, make no doubt about it, um, Survivor Series will happen, and blah 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 blah. And I'll be in, uh, in, in, uh, he goes, and I'll be in Ottawa on Monday night raw and, uh, I'll make a speech then. And, uh, so his idea was he was, he was still in that mindset that everything is okay. I'm just going to vacate the title on raw on Monday night. And I don't understand why Vince McMahon wouldn't do it to like, wouldn't allow it. Um, like I really don't. Because Shawn Michael had vacated because three of titles. Lex Luger and Rick Rude and shit. Yes, and but, but Bret Hart didn't even want to go. He didn't want to leave. He was being, well, you no, know, Vince McMahon was already paranoid. Like he had done so many steroids and so much cocaine. He was, he was paranoid. paranoid. He was. He was paranoid. That, yeah. Yeah, and so you know, it was like a horrible situation. And, uh, you know, and then, and then it happened, the, the screw job happened. And, uh, then, uh, they had Bret Hart on off the record after the Montreal screw job talking about it for the first time. And that's where we found out that Shawn Michaels was in the back crying like a little girl, uh, Brett said, and Michael Landsberg was like, wait a minute. You said Shawn Michaels was crying like a little girl. And he was like, w he goes, why, why was he crying? And Brett goes, because he knows he was going to get the shit kicked out of him. Like, in a few minutes, either by me or another wrestler. He goes, yeah. all of the wrestlers were on my side. And he's like, only two wrestlers didn't call me and talk to me. And that was Sean and Hunter. 
And he's like, and, he, and even back then he was like, there's no doubt in my mind Sean was in on it. Sean was 100% in on it. He's like, Dave Ebner lied to me, but I understand why he was really in a position where he couldn't do anything. But here's the thing. He, so the, the screw job happened when he was in the sharpshooter. Sean was going to put him in the sharpshooter and he was going to get out of it. And here's what I say to that. If you watched um, the previous Survivor Series a year before where he wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin, or sorry, Steve Austin, the ringmaster. He wasn't Stone Cold then. When he wrestled Steve Austin, the ringmaster, at that Survivor Series, that was his comeback match. Yeah. And he beats him in that match. But in that match, there's a spot where Stone Cold puts Brett in the fucking sharpshooter. So all Brett had to say is it doesn't he goes, I don't want to do that spot because we did it last year with Stone Cold. Why would we do it again this year against Shawn Michaels? It's already been done. We did it last year. We can't do it two years in a row. Like that's what he should have said. That's what he should have said. But clearly he's in on it. No, I don't know. I'm joking. I, I always joke that he's in on it, and I do make it. I went on one podcast, a Montreal podcast called um, uh, Smart Mouth, I think it's called, and um, and uh, I convinced them that Brett might have been in on it, and there was a whole conspiracy, because the fact is, is like when you look at everything, when you look at every, the way everybody came out of the Montreal screw job. Everybody came yeah. out gold, even Brett, because he was going for nine million to WCW. But we, but so so like he was only going to be gone for three years. He created, he put over Stone Cold on the way out. He put over Shawn Michaels, made him the number one villain on the way out. He created the character Mister McMahon, basically oh, yeah. as a result of the fallout. And he was only going to be gone for three years. In three years from then. He could have walked back in the WWE and said, I'm back because I have some unfinished business. And it's with Mr. McMahon. And now he feuds with Vince McMahon. And he and, he, and they fight because, you know, you think if that's the way it should have went down. You're like, well, what happened? What happened? Vince dropped his brother from the fucking building. That's what happened. That's where everything went to shit. Everything went tits up. He and not only that, it's the way he treated Owen too on the way out that makes you know it was never fixed. Because he Owen was coming right after it happened. Owen was jumping the rail and attacking everybody, and he was over like Stone Cold Steve Austin was when he was a villain. And, Crazy over. And then they had to stop that and put him in a tag team with Jeff Jarrett to slow it down. And then when that was getting over, they had to stop that. And put him in the blue blazer outfit because he was making. And, you know, Owen is supposed to have all these opportunities. They were originally going to put him right into Brett's spot. And they were going to make him the Blackheart, which what they did. And they were going to put him in the Brett spot. But the thing was, Sean was supposed to drop, uh, was supposed to lose a non title match to him on a pay per view, but get pinned one, two, three cleanly. And uh, Hunter. Hunter talked him out of it, out of doing it. Yeah, Bolivac's a piece of shit. 
Oh, no kidding. And and so is Hunter. But the thing is, is I you know, I wish Brett I maybe that's the question I have for Brett now is Oh fuck, and he's in town this weekend. We should go on out now. What are you doing Saturday? Do you want to go meet Bret Hart? <laughs> you want to go? Go get Bret, baby. Do you, you want to go ask him a question? Why would you let them do that here. spot when you did it against Stone Cold the previous year? Yeah, you're better than that, Bret. I don't think I have the balls to ask him that question. No, he'd kill us. <laughs> he'd kill us. He'd kill us. He'd be like this. Listen, you you pieces of shit. I'm out with my girl. <laughs> He'd give us a double Russian leg sweep and somehow get us both in the sharpshooter at the same time. Okay, maybe I'll ask him who taught him how to punch because he always punches with the ends of his fists. He always punches with the end of his fist. So you got the padded thumb part to your, your head. But it was uh, so he would good. He big swinging punches. Big swing. I loved uh, his punches. Bret Hart threw a great punch. Oh, I love the suplex he does. When he does the suplex and his feet leave the fucking, like, he's in the air and the guy's in the air and then they land together. Oh, it was so good. Um, he is the best. He is the best. Was there best? will be 25 years ago. Brett screwed. Brett, Brett created man. But the thing is, is, like, everybody ended up better after this. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate yeah. that, that what happened to Owen and... You know, because it always bothered me, like, when Brett did come back, why did they have to have that match at WrestleMania? Mm. It's like, because they already talked about it uh, 10 years ago, when it was going to be three years from now, you come back, you walk right into the main event at WrestleMania, you and McMahon. In three years. And yeah. three years goes by like that. You know? It just happened. It just happened. Another three years. Gone. Well, that thing, well, the thing is, is like a year into his contract, not even a year in, he had signed for another three. So he was going to be in WCW for six years. So we know that's never going to, that was never going to happen too as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so that sort of denies any possible, oh, he knew he was going to go back and wrestle him at WrestleMania three years later. No, he, he signed for another three years actually. So he was obligated to do six years with the WW with the WCW. So you know, uh, maybe more people need to know that as well. But again, maybe, yeah. But look, that's at, a good ooh. Look at you with your yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe that wasn't public knowledge in the past, but he recently he has come out and he has said that he did sign another deal while he was there, not even a full year in. So, yeah. <sighs> And every time Brett's money went up, so did Scott Halls and so did Kevin Nash's. So they loved it. And they loved yeah. him because he made them so much money. So rich. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yo, you watch Dynamite on Wednesday? Oh, I knew this. I was. I knew this was going to come up. Did you hear what happened, first of all? Did you hear what happened on the weekend? What happened? What happened on the weekend? Well, the Buffalo Bills... My 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 favorite team in the whole world, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I love them yeah. so dearly. They played uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. The line on the spread was fifteen and a half. It was it was going to be a blowout for Buffalo. Yeah. Um, they lost nine six in a game with no touchdowns. And and uh, I don't mind losing to Jacksonville. 
I don't mind losing to the family that entertains me so much with Dynamite and Rampage. But I have problems when my number one receiver, the leading receiver from last season, Stefan Diggs, puts on a pair of... Wait, he puts on a pair of shoes. They're golden shoes. And on the shoes, it says A-E-W. What the, what the fuck are you trying to say, Stefan Diggs? You're all elite all of a sudden? You're not yeah, with yeah. the Bills anymore? You're now playing for all the elite. fucking Jags? Yeah. Look at I don't yeah. want fucking any of my football players wearing the other team's fucking swag. As much as I love AEW, I was not wearing my Cody Rhodes shirt while I'm watching a fucking Buffalo Bills game. Fuck your swag, Cody! I wear my Buffalo Bills stuff. And like a man. You should not be wearing. You know what that said to me? Hey, yeah. hey, Con family. I'm a big fan of your wrestling. Maybe I can play football for you too. Don't do it, Diggs. <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to cop some free full gear tickets. I bet you that's exactly what it is. But don't do it, Diggs. Do it, Diggs. Do it. Do it, Diggs. Do it. And bring me. Bring me. Don't bring Casey. Bring me. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, I'm supporting you in this, homie. He's trying to bring you down. Casey's trying to bring you down. So I said, I said during the game, after they showed those AEW cleats, I said, if the Buffalo Bills if the Buffalo Bills lose this game, I will boycott AEW for the entire week. Now. I forgot what week we were in. <laughs> I thought I can skip Dynamite. I can skip Rampage. You're what the it. fuck am I going to do about Full Gear? You're not going to skip it. You're going to watch it. I did not Just see. you made a mistake. I did admit not see. I did not. I saw the, 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 the contract signing. That's all okay. I saw. I guess Don Callis didn't get me too. He's back. Um, he just got fired from impact. That's all. So nice. I, uh, I, um, I saw the, the contract signing. Yeah. That's all I saw. And that was by accident. I still boycotted. I looked the other way, but I watched it. In contract the signing was amazing. And, um, and yeah, so, so I, I guess I, I, I'm going to try to avoid rampage. And, uh, but I can't, I don't think I can, I'm going to have to watch, um, full gear on Sunday. Yeah. That's the way I'm going to do it. Yeah. Listen, let me just tell you what happened. Should I tell you a little bit? Tell me what happened. happened. Or is this like, or does this boycott extend to knowing what happened? Look at, I have to do, I have to do my job and I was hoping that you could lead us through the AEW story. And I would be like, that happened. Why? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you you fucking, there's some stuff. Buddy, that I don't know if you're ready to hear. Are I think I'm ready to hear? to hear. Well, first of all, can we before we even go into it? Yeah, can we okay. talk about last week's rampage and and Kenny and, and the apology? The apology that CM Punk got might have been the greatest thing in wrestling since oh. the Montreal Screwjob. Okay, buddy. Wait, let, let me just... Uh, okay, yeah. We're going to go through this, and I'm going to tell you about some more stuff. Okay? Buddy, 
<laughs> okay, I've got like I wrote down some notes here because I am a GD professional. So I'm just gonna bring my notes and keep them there so I can see you as well as I do my notes. Okay. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Probably one yeah, of the best things I've seen in wrestling in a while. Listen, here we here's here's some shit. Here's some shit. Oh wow. Okay, so we got Rocky Romero uh, fighting Brian Danielson. Wait, wait, the... stop, stop the press, stop the press, stop the press. Yeah. We go we'll go back to, I want to talk about Eddie Kingston, and I want to talk about what he said to CM Punk, and I want to talk about it now. Not yet. Now Not I want to talk about the Players' Tribune and the article about Eddie Kingston. Yeah, yeah, we got to get to us building to it. You got to build. It's all we in the build, go, We can't go backwards. Well, I gotta start. I gotta start at the start of Dynamite. You want to hear about Dynamite? Tell we gotta. We got no, but we gotta go I'll go, back. I'll, I'll go tell you about Dynamite. But Dynamite oh. happened after Rampage. Rampage comes before Dynamite. Rampage. Our show comes out on Friday. Oh, you want to go back? You want to go back to the Friday? I want to talk about last Friday night. I want to okay, talk about. I want to talk about CM Punk demanded an apology. Eddie yeah. Kingston's supposed to show up and give it to him. Eddie Kingston shows up, music, then he doesn't show up. And then he shows up, and then he goes out, and then he goes to give this apology. But it is not an apology. He goes on a full fucking shoot. And he yeah. says what I was wondering. Like, what is it like backstage what? with CM Punk? You know? Yeah. And he goes on a tirade, and he basically says, nobody likes you in the back, Punk. Everybody just tiptoes around you and is nice to you because they don't want to cause a ruckus because you're the golden child. Basically, that's yeah. what he says. Because I always felt like this way. Because I'm like, look at Cole Cabana is barely ever on Dynamite since Punk showed up. You know? And uh, and even fucking Punk says uh, he made fun of, of Eddie Kingston for being on. Maybe I haven't seen you that much because you're on Dynamite or, Dar or when you're on Dark or Evolution. Uh, he's yeah. he's our evolution or whatever it is. He Elevation. said that, so. He's basically putting down the products, um, the the AEW's uh, production system. You know, like so. Like yeah. here's the thing about CM Punk. That I I love CM Punk, but you know, if he's coming out to commentate, is it necessary to play his music so he goes down to the ring to do a lap to jump into the crowd to get into the ring to pose just to get out? To walk up. I think and this go. is part of the character. This is part of the character build. I like it. But but it was because, like. But but that's yeah. like I can see the animosity. It's like when Jericho comes out, Judas plays. He just walks over to the fucking commentary. That's it. Why you fucking CM Punk has to come down every. He has to come down for an interview, play the music, run around, get in the audience. Oh my god! It's like fucking. How long are you gonna milk it and milk it and milk? I love him. I love him. Sounds like you love him. <laughs> but it's just like these are the things that bother me. And I'm like, and if they bother me, do they bother people in the back? You know, is Cole Cabana. Like, look at I'm on Cole Cabana's side of the whole fucking spiel. Look at Cole Cabana. He went on Cole Cabana's show. He's the one that said all the shit. He's the one with all the money. He's CM yeah. Punk. So why is he suing Cole Cabana? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy for like fucking There's their friendship in your voice. and everything. And then we I, we couldn't yeah. even get onto this with CM Punk because 
you had to tiptoe around that subject. I mean, when we had Cole Caban on, you didn't want to bring up yeah. that subject because obviously if there's going to be sour grapes. And now yeah. we never we never get to see fucking Colt on Dynamite because goddamn Phil Brooks is in the back fucking and we got to tiptoe around him. You know, so you like you enjoyed that. And I enjoyed what, the way Eddie called him out on it because I was like, I fucking knew beautiful. it. So that that happened on Dynamite. No, oh, and then he put out a letter, page. and then he put out a letter about how being a letter. poor. Yeah, he put out. He wrote an article. Great about it was fantastic. It was a great fucking article. He puts out just some fantastic work, and then we've got we've got what happened on uh, Dynamite this week, but we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Why? What happened now? Oh, we'll get to it. Oh. Uh, so, we start Dynamite. <laughs> and <laughs> we we're back. Dynamite with Rocky Romero uh, making his way down to the ring to fight Brian Danielson. But Rocky Romero is accompanied with, by Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. And they were all, all of these guys were fucking invited to join New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Chaos Faction. Oh. Yeah, wow. so they're all part of Chaos now. Uh, fucking Okada personally invited them to join. Oka- Okada invited them to join Chaos. Yeah, some stuff is happening here, baby. This is what I think. Uh, back and forth, you know, great stuff. Uh, so Danielson tapped out Romero. It was a really good match, real fun. Uh, so yeah, oh buddy. Well, and you then, know who uh, can, you know who can beat Kenny Omega, right? Is so anyway. Okada. The, uh, the inner circle comes out next to cut a promo with uh, old Tony Schiavone. Uh, but before they could even make the ring, they get fucking mobbed. They get mobbed. Really? By who? By the fucking uh, top team. No, by a fucking top team. And uh, Dan Lambert there. What? Fucking, and, oh, the inner circle. Uh, yes, because no, they're, no, no. they're fighting them. Yeah. They're fighting them this week on full yeah, gear. so they get mobbed, and then fucking Dan Lambert put Jericho through a table. What? Yeah, he's off the turnbuckle. Like, he got set up like uh, uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page helped get Jericho up. Okay. And then he jumped off the middle turnbuckle and put him through a table. Then... This was hilarious. Hilarious. He puts him in a Boston crab. Oh. Uh, you put him in, he, Lambert put Jericho in a Boston crab. Yeah. Yelling, it's not a lion tamer. Uh, it, it's not false of Jericho. It's a Boston crab. It's called a Boston crab. <laughs> he's, so he's talking shit while he had him in it. It was fantastic. Then we had, and so that, that's going to be good. Uh, I think Inner Circle's got to go over, though, at the pay per view. <clears throat> you can't have them lose at the pay per view after all that shit. No. No, definitely not. Uh, then you had uh, six woman tag. You had uh, Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Rebel versus Tay Conti, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, Tay Conti. Awesome. It was great. What a great little match. Uh, Conti, Jay, and Rosa won. Thunder Rosa. But it was uh, yeah, good little stuff. Uh, yeah, Baker tried to like sneak in while uh, Rebel was about to get that DD tie. Yeah. Uh, she tried to like blindside Conti, but Conti like looked at her and then she just kind of like backed out of the ring, let her hit the, the DD tie, and then she kind of ran away. Nice. Well, Rebel took the pin. Yeah, so it was good, but I think Baker's going to retain. Uh, Jungle Boy beat Anthony Bowens after that. But then after the match, Bobby Fish came out 
and fucking destroyed him. Can't people just come in and do a match and leave? What? Wait, What's happening? Bobby, wait, 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 wait. Bobby Fish comes in and just destroys Jungle Boy. Absolutely fucking wrecks him. And Will then you, we go, wait. If you, uh, if you don't think Jungle Boy's jungle doesn't have any rivers for fishing, you'll be mistaken. Yeah, you'll wait, handle this. But wait, fucking fish. Okay, so right after that happens, right? Pretty much right after that happens, we go to a backstage segment. Adam Cole standing there with the Bucks. And then he's like, oh, yeah, let me introduce my buddy, uh, Bobby. You know? So it's like Bobby softened him up for the fucking the, the match with, uh, like, the super click versus Luchasaurus, yeah. Christian Cage, Jungle Boy. So, like, oh, what is it? They're trying to bring him into the faction, maybe? I don't know. They kind of said... They, they made a bunch of jokes about like the like, undisputed about era. This, is, yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, this is the era of the elite and the super click kind of deal." It's pretty good. Uh, and then uh, Wheeler Yuta came out and just got fucking destroyed by Wardlow. Ooh. Wardlow just destroyed him. Yeah. And then after the match, uh, the Hardy family office just beat up Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy as well. Uh, yeah, and then Matt Hardy hit like uh, he put a chair. On uh, fucking Cassidy's neck, and then gave him a twist of fate. Ooh, ooh, very nice. It looked very nice. But yeah, so Wheeler Yuta just got the piss beat out of him. Uh, then we had Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin and Leo Rush. A lot of fun. Now this was uh, Leo Rush's first match on Dynamite. Yeah, that's right. How did that go? First, a fucking fantastic match. Really good. Really fast. Little pace. Good time. Uh, and then uh, Russian Martin won. I love I love Dante Martin. Man. The kid can fly around yeah. like mad. I thanks, so for, thanks for telling me that he was black. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and then we had, had uh, Dax Harwood uh, versus Pack. Ooh, a yeah, little... and it was fucking amazing. Hmm. Amazing. What an amazing match. Uh, look it up. There's a highlight out right now. Uh, pretty much it's it's Pac giving uh, Dash uh, a, an avalanche brain buster. All right. I'm going to check that out for sure. Top rope right on his head. Oof. Oof. It was crazy. Very good. Pac won. Just a great match. And then after like the match ended, uh, like he like Pac had him in uh, the Brutalizer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he was just yeah, <laughs> he was, he wouldn't let it go. So uh, what's his name? The other one, Dax. Is it Dax Wheeler? I can Cash Wheeler. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Da- Cash Wheeler. Dax was fighting. So uh, he runs up, saves his partner. Uh, then the lights cut. They cut back in. Malachi Black and Andrade uh, come out and just fucking start destroying Pack. And then the Lucha Brothers and Cody Rhodes come out and help him. Crazy. Uh, great match. Sounds uh, crazy. It sounds like, yeah, it does sound crazy. But it yeah, sounds it awesome. Match. Awesome. 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 And now, uh, you know, we cut backstage uh, for a little bit. We cut backstage and we see, oh, what's going on back there? And CM Punk and uh, my boy Eddie Kingston are fucking rumbling in the back in the in the parking lot. Wow. Like, like a big old rumble in the fucking parking lot. And they had to be split up by everybody. And then Eddie Kingston, like, deeks out the people who are trying to hold him back. It just, like, throws himself. I fucking love Eddie Kingston. He's a G. 
I love him. And then we had the contract signing, uh, which was great. A great little segment, tight little segment there. Yeah. But the, yeah, it's, I love it. Honestly, uh, I fucking, I, if Hangman Page wins, it will make adults cry. You know what I mean? Like, people are so invested in this storyline. The more I hear about people talk, they're like, man, this has been insane. You know, people I remember cry. one year, uh, the Ring of Honor came uh, with New Japan, War of the Worlds, and uh, Hangman Page was there. And so was Kenny Omega, and so were the Young Bucks. So in order to get your pictures, you can get pictures with the wrestlers, or swag signed, the lineup for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega together was out the door. It was crazy. The lineup for Ken Hangman Page, who was right beside them, was barely anything. The lineup for Tanahashi was non-existent. Um, so, anyway, long story short, uh, I did not get in the fucking Young Bucks and Kenny Omega line, but even though I wanted to. Uh, Adam Page, at that point... He was already on being the elite every week. I don't know why yeah. he wasn't in with them, but for some reason he was on his own. And uh, the build, man, it's been part of it the whole time. <laughs> this is from when they were in Ring of from when they were in Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, it's been building up since then. Yeah, Hangman's so, their Hogan. Cody was there that night too. Uh, he wrestled Will Ospreay. Um, you know, actually, when I think of that night, a lot of these people uh, are in A and W now, and it's crazy. But what a what a great night that show was! So, who who do we have in full gear? What are what are the, what's the rundown of the matches? And how many hours is this gonna fucking be? Is it gonna be a four hours? I don't think it's gonna be four hours. But if it was, I wouldn't be mad. Well, oh. there's no... <laughs> I would not be mad. I'd be like, "Oh yes, give me more time." <laughs> okay, let's let's check out the. Uh... Well, we know we have Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. We let's know we have uh, Hangman versus Kenny Omega. We oh my God. we know we have. Uh, Here we uh... go. You ready? Okay. This is the card. This is how it should be. Like this is the card. We've got Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Okay. We, ha we have Kenny Omega versus Hangman, which is going to make me fucking hype this fuck. Mm -hmm. we we've got Britt Baker versus Tay Conti. Mm -hmm. We've got Brian Danielson versus Miro. Okay. <laughs> then we've got the Inner Circle versus American Top Team and the Men of the Year uh, in a Minneapolis street fight. Mm-hmm. Then we get the Lucha Brothers versus FTR for a championship match. That's going to uh, be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, then we get Darby Allen versus MJF. <laughs> yep. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Yep. Cage, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy versus the Super Click. Yep. And then Pack and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade. All right. Let's go. That's let's... our ten match. It's a ten match card. All right, let's go through it. I don't know what they're calling for its running time though. Let's pick the winners and uh, the winners and losers, or let we just have to pick the winners actually. All right, let's do. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, Pack and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi and Andrade. Malachi and Andrade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, I think uh, maybe Pac, Tur- they all beat the shit out of Cody Rhodes together. That'd be Ooh, that would be so good. Yeah. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Click. Uh, Jungle Super Boy Click. gets the pill. He gets the pin. Oh, yeah. I've got yeah. the Super Click going over here. No, because the thing is about Super Click is they don't need the win. They own AEW. No, I think Adam Cole, though, needs to get some wins under his belt. He doesn't really have that many wins in AEW yet. Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't, but this isn't going to be a win that counts right. towards him. It's going to be You're a win right. that counts towards his trios. Punk versus Eddie Kingston. It's going to, look at, they don't have any, uh, they don't have any, they haven't, they don't have many disqualifications, but this is just going to be a double count out. What are the rules? Are the rules? Just a, it looks like it's just a singles match. It's just a singles match. It's just going to end up yeah. in a non. It's just going to end up all over the place. A non, like and, a non finish finish. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't even think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I just think, I it's going to be a draw somehow. A draw. Like they're not. Okay. Nobody's going to win that match. No contest. I I have like I love Eddie Kingston, but I don't think he's the guy to give Punk his first loss. No, it would be so good. They may change it after that article and shit. They may want to give Eddie a little bump right now because he's hot. Yeah, he's hotter than hell. Love the dude. That's why he. The more he loses, the more he likable he becomes. Though probably. Yeah, I just love the dude. I love him so much. All Uh, right, Darby Allen, the MJF. MJF. Yeah, I've got uh, yeah MJF with a lot of assistance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Lucha Brothers. I have the Lucha Brothers on the retain as well. Yeah, they have to because I love them so much. I love FTR, but they're no Lucha Bros. Uh, Inner Circle v American Top Team and Men of the Year. Uh, Inner Circle. Yeah, they have to after that beatdown. They really do need the win. Yeah, uh, Brian Danielson versus Miro. I think Miro's going to come out winning this one. I also think Miro's going to win it because Miro I needs think, a win. I think Miro takes the win. He's Hangman's first challenger. Ooh, nice. There's two ways it can go, really. It can either go that way, like where Hangman takes the belt, Miro comes and challenges, first big challenge, or Omega does some dirty, underhanded shit, beats Hangman, and then maybe Okada makes his debut and is like, I want that now. You know, could be. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Like you know, uh, who knows? Britt Baker v T- Tay Conti. I've yeah. got Britt, Britt Baker is going to win that. She's going to retain. Yeah. yeah. Omega versus Hangman. Hangman Page. The show has been endorsing it. Yeah, I'm I. Gonna it's go got to be Hang. I want Hangman Page to win so bad. It'll get such a big pop. Like this could be their first real WrestleMania moment. You know what I mean? One of those big, huge emotional pops. Like, when have they had one of those, really, in AEW so far? Um, they've had some moments. Daniel Bryan, but like, but like big, huge. Like I'm talking like championship wins, big, huge emotional. Oh my god! Like, well, the night uh, they did the double, the double, like Adam Cole came out, everybody went nuts, and then Daniel Bryan came out, or Brian Danielson came out, and everybody yeah, went like super this, nuts. It's still it's. That's yeah, that's a moment, but I think it's different than like a wrestling. Like, it's not like you know, this is a, a championship moment. Yeah. Like, how many championship moments has AEW had? Like, 
you know, when Hogan won the strap in WWF and he's just, you know, like, you know, you had Kofi mania when he won the strap. Like there was, they have, they've had some pretty big like championship wins where it's like all emotional, you know, like, and I think this is the first one for this could be their first real moment like that. It could be. It could be. We're yeah, going to have to. It's a two year story, man. We're going to have to tune in Sunday morning and find out. <laughs> find out before the Bills game, you know? Um, otherwise, if those AEW shoes are still on, fucking, I got a beef with him. Hey, are the. Um, yeah, because I. Yeah, I, I think uh, also. Yeah, there's just. Um, I'm just curious to see what goes, how AEW goes, goes uh, forward. Uh, so many great matches are on this show. And, uh, yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a solid show. Me too. I'm super excited. Yeah. Uh, where, 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 uh, we're pretty much done. Where can we find you this week? What's going on? What's, what are your plans? <sighs> Oh, baby. Uh, tomorrow, I'm in uh, the Niagara region at a secret location for a cannabis show. Secret. It's a cannabis extravaganza. So you can come see that. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful time. Send me a message. It's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> then you can always catch me on the Late Night Sash every Wednesday, uh, where I think the guest this week is... Uh, fuck, I can't remember, but check it out. <laughs> I am uh, not doing anything this week. I'm just watching hockey and uh, working yeah. here at home. But next week, I will be in lovely Halifax for two weeks. Uh, I'm going down nice. to see how Ryan Freed's face is. And, uh, Beautiful. <laughs> and see if there's anything else we can do it to make it better. Uh, <laughs> you know. Like another chair shot in the face. Um, Get it? Yeah. So I'm down in uh, Halifax headlining a week and then hosting a week at the Yuck Yucks in Sick. Halifax on the uh, in the in the basement of the uh, the shoe shop. Uh, I'm so jealous. I love it out there. You're going to have so much fun. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm stoked. And then I'm back, back there, back to Ottawa and then off to uh, L.A., where I found out that um, Defy is running a show on the f- the night oh. before we go see Metallica, so we're going to be going to a wrestling show in L.A. Defy Wrestling, um, yeah. yeah, and that's going to be a good show because I think the last show they had uh, Moxley showed up or something. Nice, Sick. he ain't gonna show up at this one. But um, you know, he's in. He's taking care of himself. But yeah. uh, you never know. Eddie Kingston might show up. Eddie Kingston was on the last Defy show as well, and that's where my buddy gave him his pants. So, and again, when you read that Tribune thing, and he said he has to sell his gear, it's my buddy that's buying his gear, and it's my buddy that's giving it back to him two years later because he never felt he should have bought it, but he wanted to help the guy out. So that's, that's how great uh, Vince Abreu from We Watch Wrestling is. And if you want to hear that story, go to We Watch Wrestling. Uh, maybe last week's episode they talk about it. Probably this week's episode as well. So uh, check that out. Uh, folks, that's it. We got a lot of wrestling to get to this weekend. Yeah. There's also an NXT show, I do believe, War Games on Sunday night. 
uh, I think is funny. Uh, Asics? Yeah. Like yeah. So uh, I will be checking that out as well. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you for letting us uh, put your headlock, put your ears in the headlock. And, uh, yeah, on behalf of Never Sleeps Networks, Reese Turner and myself, yeah. we'll talk at you <laughs> next week. Adios. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>